Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> He's worth $12 million. Oh, guys. Jesus. David Airwhite. No, I want to be on the other dollars. side. <laughs> yeah, right. I spent the last week figuring out I can't afford a house. I don't care about your nice Facebook messages. <laughs> I want the money. Edit this out. Edit it all out. I don't care. So you're smarter than your dad. There, you got it. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because it's the only thing that keeps Eli from fucking with Ari Stillman on Facebook. I'm your host, No Illusions, <laughs> and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. You know who aged about as well as a milk carton POW since last week's movie? <laughs> Who's that? David A.R. White. Yes, He sir. went from, like, early Zach Morris to late Kirstie Alley real fast. <laughs> One week. In two in years. Our, in our term. In two years, according to this movie. Yeah, two movie years, seven human yeah, seven years. Seven years of this getting funding to yeah. make a sequel. But. <laughs> All right, and of course, you've already heard him, but I should introduce him anyway. Sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm fantastic, Noah. The key is you got to like a bunch of old photos, then you wait. You wait a year, year and a half, <laughs> then an old status, then... You go back, you find a MySpace, and you comment. <laughs> nice post. <laughs> Keep them on their toes. Keep yeah, them on their no, toes. There you go. That's the strategy. So tell us, Heath, other than how to fuck with Ari Stillman on Facebook, what will we be breaking down today? Okay, we watched The Moment After 2. Moment After Next. It's the story of the Antichrist and his epic struggle to rule the world after the rapture. He takes over the U.N., he puts together a global army and he sets up a universal currency using biometric implants. But there's still like eight Christian hobos camping. So <laughs> that's the conflict of this movie. Apparently, yeah, he's quite worried about them. And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you loved the moment after one, but the fast paced things happening plot was just too much for you <laughs> you will love this movie it's the moment after the moment after but but literally just that moment this yeah, thing just... full movies like six days max oh yeah the scope is amazingly small all right so okay if you recall from last week we, we were doing that movie and the characters kept saying stuff like you know Look, I know things look bleak and many of you have suffered great losses and look to the future with fear. But when you do, remember, good luck, right? So that one was written by the director, his wife, and Ashton. This movie, the sequel, was written by just the director's wife. And nothing could capture how bad the lines are better than the ones that made it to the IMDb quote page, okay? This is what actually was culled from this movie by fans of this movie to say, no, here's the best moments, all right? I got a couple of them for you. First one, this is this is a little back and forth. Commander Fredericks, 
Well, well, Lieutenant Robert Jackson, you've been AWOL for a while now. Followed by Captain Jackson, vengeance is mine. Remember, because the Lord said that? Okay, wait, it gets better. <laughs> this is an actual line from the movie. Jacob, I am entitled to my emotions. Yes. I can have them. Yeah. <laughs> that scene. We'll get to it. Oh, that yeah. That scene. Oh. I never really understood the term, the movie got away from us until I watched <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that scene. Oh, yeah. It was fucking phenomenal and it was so spectacularly bad and yet the fans of the movie were like no no put that one on the imdb page though <laughs> he is entitled to his emotions <laughs> all right and now this last one isn't an exact quote more of a more of a paraphrase really but this is what it actually says on the imdb page and i didn't put it there so this was already there so it's a it's a it's a four-line exchange charles smells gonna rain <laughs> jacob we need the weather. Okay. Adam, about 40 days of it. Yep. Adam, in response to himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then we need to build unboat. Sick. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the bad writing of this movie as filtered through the bad fans of this movie. Anyway, is there anything other than the IMDb quotes that you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? I would. Uh, I'm going to go with best worst boots. <laughs> so um, I bet I know which boots yeah, you're talking well, about. Everyone in the movie is working with pretty much normal footwear. But for some reason, one guy is wearing boots that are, uh, in my opinion, the protagonist of the movie. They're <laughs> fucking enormous. Their first build on the post. Like they look like a giantess stripper astronaut went snowboarding. It's crazy. <laughs> they never acknowledge it. Where's the yeah. route? Well, the, the, but the boots do come in handy at the end. Of, yeah, they're, they, they do kind of. Yeah. No, I can see how they could be the protagonist. All right. I was going to go uh, with best worst. It's my turn to be in the scene. Yes. There are several just bizarre moments of the camera just going like, oh, and now you. Okay. All right. You're sure. Here. You. You. Two. That makes sense. <laughs> just a little one. Best worst fake military vehicle. We'll, uh, we'll get to it, but a Subaru Outback with kids still in the back seat is uh, <laughs> essentially a tank in this movie. Like, they might as well put a cardboard tube on the right. front and then, like, tank. <laughs> tank. The end would be backwards. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, this movie came out seven years after the last one. So if they're in that little of a hurry, I'm sure we're justified in taking a quick break. But when we come back, we'll dive into all the two shots that are the moment after two, the awakening. Hey, guys, Eli here. As you know, we love when we get a sponsor who we can recommend personally, which is why we're pleased to announce our latest sponsor, Kinetic Coach. Kinetic Coach is like having a personal trainer in your pocket for just pennies a day. So what is it? Well, Kinetic Coach's proprietary custom workout builder incorporates your fitness goals, experience level, how you're feeling that day, how much time you have to work out, and most importantly, what equipment you have available that day to give you a workout that you need right there on your phone or iPad. Don't have weights? No problem. Stretch for time? Kinetic Coach has you. After you enter what you need, Kinetic Coach then delivers 10 customized workouts based on your inputs. Every workout includes a thorough warm-up, detailed instructions, professional movement demonstrations, and modifications for injuries provided with every workout. With more than 300 different movements and more than 1,000 customized workouts, Kinetic Coach 
keeps you engaged and challenged. And Kinetic Coach uses a built-in timer that auto-programs to your custom workout. No more messing around programming a clock for intervals, and you don't have to download another timer app. And here's the best part. Best part is the co-creator of Kinetic Coach, Jeremy, is a listener, just like you. So we got a special offer just for GAM fans. If you've got an iPhone or an iPad, sorry, Android users, you got to wait a couple of months, go to the App Store and download Kinetic Coach, enter the promo code GAM, and you'll get one month free, plus a 10% discount if you decide to join. But don't worry, you won't be doing it alone. Myself and our very own stud muffin, Heath Enright, will be no. joining you, won't we, Heath? No, I am unhappy with this arrangement. <laughs> well, I did it for the last one. So, how much do you weigh right now, Heath? Uh, 210 pounds. 210 pounds. That is too much. So we're going to see what we can do about that. And if you'd like to join Heath and I again, it is totally free to try Kinetic Coach if you use the promo code GAM. And if you do decide to join, you're going to get unlimited custom workouts for just $6 a month. That's 20 cents a day. Depends on a month, but yeah. Okay, guys. Doing a thing. All right, so download Coach from the App Store, use the promo code GAM, and let us know how your month on Kinetic Coach goes, and we'll tell everyone about it in a month. Kinetic Coach, it's the smartest, most customized way to stay fit on the road, at home, and in the gym. There are going to be push-ups. There will probably be push-ups. Yeah. Man, I'm not. I, don't, I can't. Kinetic Coach. From the makers of The Moment After and The Moment After 2. Woof. I just fought that general guy. Yeah, man. You okay? Yeah, yeah. Comes a movie with an even more condensed timeline. You sure? That cut on your head looks bad. No, no, it's it's fine. Just, just near the hairline. Ooh, ouch. That somehow takes place way further in the future than we're pretending. Okay. Uh, grab your walker and let's... Get out of here. Uh, yep. Yep. One one second. Just let me let me put uh put the oxygen tank in here. Yep. Take your time. Watch your hip. Oh, oh, I will. Out. Oh. The moment after three. The moment after coming some summer. It's been five minutes. What's been five minutes? Since the last movie. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> and we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off with a montage of military stuff and random shots from the last movie. Yeah, just having my notes here, last time on every Rapture movie ever. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and we get some weird music. Uh, yeah. I describe it as a baby singing an aria during a riot. <laughs> mm, yeah, And they stick with okay. that. Also a CK1 ad at the same time somehow. Yeah. And I, I should point out that as we're like seeing all of these quick flashes, there's a guy for just a brief second speaking in a European accent. I wrote, well, there's your Antichrist right there. Yep. Found First it. guy <laughs> with a European accent, always the Antichrist Guaranteed. in these. And, and he was. I, I went through the uh, the credits on IMDb, and he is marked as like global commander, leader, evil guy, or for this one little clip at the beginning. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and during this montage, we're getting reporters like telling us what's happening in this like post rapture world. Mm -hmm. 
they're just being all like totally natural about the apocalypse. That's like, so it's the great tribulation. That means delays on the parkway. Well, uh, <laughs> now, Jim with the weather, Jim. Yeah, it's it. Scorpion locust. Julie. <laughs> cloudy, a little bit of scorpion locust. It's also black and white. All the colors are gone. Now. 40% chance of stars. Yeah. <laughs> So, right. Yeah. Okay. And so, and then there's this little bit. So they're, they're telling us like, and now they're like setting everything up quickly. So the reporters are saying like, and now all the world's money is Satan chips and nobody's, <laughs> there's no governments except for the one. Yeah. Why would, again, we've, we've said this a few times. National currencies would not just stop having value. I, like, I don't, the monetary system, it's not propped up by, Christian people not vanishing. <laughs> that doesn't make and what like in Saudi Arabia too, that the money would go away <laughs> there when all the right. no Christian people vanished. <laughs> Every morning the Treasury calls Ray Comfort just to see <laughs> if he's there. All right, because we're ready to go at a moment's notice. Okay, no, no. All right. And then okay. So there's a part here where we we get through all that. We zoom in on the pyramid eye on the dollar because this audience is fucking stupid and thinks Satan lives on their dollar bills. Mm-hmm. And then that turns into the chip on the back of the hand. Yes. The chip <laughs> has the Illuminati symbol on it. On the chip. <laughs> I want to be in the meeting where they unveiled that. All right. <laughs> you wanted to see us, boss? Hey, uh, Frank, Dave, have a seat. Okay. Sure thing. So you remember at last week's meeting, we discussed trying to keep things subtle. Yeah, sure did, boss. Sure did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beast chip. Wink. Yeah, I, I actually consider that kind of a loss. Anyway, um, I'm looking over the design for the chip itself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Design mm-hmm. for chip. Yep. And, and you know how we used to hide the all-knowing eye of Satan in the U.S. dollar bill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in the pictures where uh, nobody ever looks. Right yeah. where you guys right. decided it should go. Yeah, so I'm looking over the design of the chip, and it looks like you just... You just put the satanic eye right on the front. Yeah. Because yeah. it's yeah. under your skin, you see. You can't. Well, sure, but people will see the design. Like, you, you put it in the commercial. Right, right. But then it goes under their hands. So you don't see it anymore. It's, it's, right. Did but we not they, explain exactly. it? I feel like we're so not explaining it well. Wait, do you think that people forget about things they can't see? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, how would they not forget? Exactly. What do you mean? Boom. Okay. I, I, I want to try it a little experiment. I'm going to duck behind my desk like this. Hey, look, empty office. Cool. Oh, I, I call, call chair. chair. I, I call call chair. It was me first. That's what I thought. Oh, hey, boss. Frank broke your chair. Dan broke your For chair. Dan broke it. Okay. It's fun. We do this in all realities. <laughs> Yeah, and that actually had to happen, <laughs> apparently, in this universe. So anyway, then we get that and we get a couple of like uh, quick headlines to f- fill us in on the last few rapture moments. Yeah, we zoom in on a newspaper and it's the best. I paused it because they always have stupid shit in these movies when you pause for details. And this did not disappoint. The newspaper <laughs> just repeats the same five sentences all over the front oh, page. Oh, does it really? That's all they were capable of writing. <laughs> Except there's one column. That literally just has 
ASDFJKL semicolon <laughs> over and over. They were too lazy to move their fingers <laughs> off so the home fidgical. keys to type out the fake stupid part. But there was one other detail. Some atheist guy on the art team snuck in, this is sad, in the middle of all the ASDFJKL semicolon. A little, little self-awareness in there. All right, but then but then we get we move from all that evil stuff to some happy stuff. We see some clouds and hope and light and then 360 degrees of David A.R. White and suddenly he wakes up in a prison transport van so we can start this movie. And to be clear, he wakes up seven years older. Right. Right, right, yeah, we just watched the movie last week. It's very clear. He's aged a bit. <laughs> yeah, I wrote in my notes, how long was I napping? Seven years. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, damn. It's a long drive. Oh. Yeah, but okay, so apparently he's a famous criminal on death row for helping out Jacob in the last movie. And one guy who I just have as racial stereotype throughout my notes says, you don't look like no domestic terrorist. I... <laughs> Could not figure out this a this character's name. I searched IMDb, but two, I have no idea what he is in this movie because he's in the prison van with David A. R. White, and then he's the leader of a militia who seemed not to miss him, and then he's an AWOL soldier. He seems just there to be like scoop, scoop, or dupe. Yeah, it's confusing. He he appears to be yeah like the general of a a, a militia like an S and M themed resistance army <laughs> yes and his, this little white guy next to him is his beloved gimp because yeah. they're in the band of Thebes together it's really weird <laughs> so yeah yeah so but then uh, after a quick introduction there the truck is stopped right in the middle of nowhere by what looks like a military checkpoint but it's not it's a it's a prison break gun shooting. It's the it's the militia. Let me do you a tremendous favor that no one did for me. This is the militia who are there to break out black guy stereotype. Okay, you just saved yourself 45 minutes of me typing what into my computer (laughs) because he gets out, puts on a jack, a leather jacket and a cigar over his jumpsuit and starts basically doing a touchdown dance. He's just Uh, like, "Uh, uh, 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 staying alive. Yeah, no, and by the way, this is the most excitement-free prison break that you can imagine, right? It's just like they pull him over and they're like, hey, why are you pulling us over? And the other guy shoots him and it's like, okay, now we're done with that now. (laughs) And part of the confusion of this is that they keep quoting Bible verses. So I assumed they're Christians, right? That they're Christians breaking them out because they're part of the Christian resistance. They're not. But instead, the characters are just like, remember what Jesus said? If they send one of us to the hospital, we send one of them to the morgue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of Bible quoting from this character. But Davey doesn't want to go with him, right? He doesn't trust these guys. He, he's, he's as confused by their motivations as we will be throughout the entire goddamn movie. So he decides to walk off by himself in his orange prison jumpsuit so that he can spend the next 20 minutes of this movie running down the road <laughs> dustily. So much, it. <laughs> so much jogging in the desert. <laughs> oh, but first he has to jump over the little fence because, you know, he does his own fucking stunts, y'all. Yes. How many takes do we think it took for David A.R. White to jump that fence without impaling his testicles? <laughs> <laughs> um, over under 11? 12. 
<laughs> yeah, so we'll set it at 11 and a half. So, okay, so then we get, like, the title, moment after two, da-da, the awakening. My music note here was Dead Can Dance opening act. It's the same It's the same baby singing the aria in a riot uh, that we were getting <laughs> yeah. earlier. Um, but then we get this quick scene where uh, somebody's trying to buy something at a grocery store, but she doesn't have the Satan chip, right? She thinks yeah. she can use money. Yeah, and if you try to use cash, the cashier presses an alarm button like like the bank button yeah, under the counter uh -huh. that calls the cops right and they are exactly two seconds away yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> well to be fair before the rapture that button was for african-americans in your business who didn't buy something at your starbucks right oh, away so right right no yeah okay. they're just retroact <laughs> retrofitting it for the post-rapture money people <laughs> right so these two cops show up in seconds they're right they there. were three steps away it's at ridiculous yeah <laughs> and they are the sloppiest they look <laughs> these two cops they are they look like boy scouts who still haven't graduated at age 40 yeah right and they're <laughs> rough i still can't make a fire <laughs> yeah i wrote in my notes i'm pretty sure this lady can kick both these cops asses <laughs> yeah like, right start shoving lady you're gonna make it <laughs> yeah but no they take her into custody um this will sort of matter later but not really just run away they like how fast is a jazz scooter they're not gonna get you fine. <laughs> damn speed control i gotta put a tennis ball underneath <laughs> fucking... all right so now we we cut to a, a checkpoint and we, ha we we're gonna meet this character doc he is in a, a, a truck in the passenger seat that's about to go through this checkpoint he's super nervous He's talking to Jacob, the, the Jew turned Christian from the first movie, but they don't reveal that for a while. We have to like mysteriously just watch him in a very awkward one shot. Right. And we yep. should talk about Doc, right? Doc looks like he's a hacker on a safari. He looks like he's about to hack a zebra. <laughs> like he's going to pop open the side of a zebra and it's going to turn into a lion. <laughs> yeah, but... But he's all worried. Doesn't matter, though, because Jacob has been praying the whole time. So they disassemble the checkpoint right as they get to the front of the lot. Yeah. Lucky and that. By the way, if you're wondering how many times that will happen throughout this movie, the answer is a majillion. Like, <laughs> this movie is weird Nickelodeon movie about a kid who finds a lucky penny level like this. Oh, <laughs> shat my pants. Can't look at your ID right now. <laughs> Would have been so much better. <laughs> so, yeah, they drive away and the black guy's going like, I guess I didn't believe in Jesus enough, did I? Nope. And, and he's also like, we would have been busted for so many things back there. And Rabbi Jacob's like, yeah, that's true. Would you care to expose it? He's yeah, like, I right. would love to. We have no biological implant chips. We have <laughs> smuggled babies. We have cash. My character's name is Black Dr. Brewer. <laughs> we, the two of us, have quite an interesting backstory. Would you like me to tell you the plot of our recent lives? Just so both of us are clear about our recent lives. <laughs> and so, this is the first like shot we that? get of Jacob, by the way. And uh, in between movies, it's interesting. He's gone from Orthodox Jew to Lin-Manuel Miranda. So that's an interesting <laughs> choice. Strange transformation he's been through there. All right. So now we cut to Davey running and flashing back to a different time he was running. Yeah, he's running. <laughs> so he's remembering the time he was casually jogging after criminals back in the day. <laughs> 
Yep. So he flashes back. He's in a cop chase. He's having a lot of trouble, as he usually does when he has to run, and he has to run a lot. Yeah, for, for some three, reason. for three seconds at a time, a lot in this movie. It, it's rough for him. <laughs> but there's a moment here. They show us the bad guys that he's chasing, mm-hmm. and the bad guy actors are running away and smiling like idiots. <laughs> like, just like, Wee! running is fun. Parkour, parkour. <laughs> yeah, stupid. You have typical racist Latino stereotype, but we also have uh, what I imagine is sixteen-year-old Heath. Or guy who's going to start a shop that sells T-shirts on the beach. He is also one. Of the <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did look like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Growing <laughs> up. That's true. I don't know. I could have melanin. Yeah. So yeah. So then the cops uh, catch up. Now this is, if you recall, in the last movie, he had the partner George that got raptured. So George is running with him. They they catch one of the guys, but the other kid gets away. And wouldn't you know it. He shows up with a gun just in time to, like, move this scene along. Yeah, there is no point to establish further backstory for these characters except to establish that the two black actors they got for the last movie were like, no, for this (laughs) Exactly. They couldn't book Denny again. No, they couldn't. Because he's only 17, 18 years off of his Cosby show side character career. (laughs) He was busy. Yeah, no, he couldn't be bothered, apparently. So, yeah, but then just then as they're handcuffing the black kid, 16-year-old Heath shows up and pulls a gun on David A.R. White. Right, and then... He and David A.R. White have a what I can only describe as a jump cut fight. <laughs> like if both of them are in charge of jump cuts, they see who can jump cut the best violence. <laughs> They're moving around like Shatner on Family Guy. Well, sitting weird. <laughs> well, and the stupid fucking thing is, is they do these like this nine cuts of them wrestling around for the gun, but they end in the exact same the kid has the gun and he's holding it on David I.R. White. So it's clearly a thing where David I.R. White's like, well, I would kick this kid's ass a little, wouldn't I, though? Right. I wanted that because ex- it it is almost exactly the same frame. I wanted them to come back up, but they're wearing each other's outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how did this? <laughs> David I.R. White has a, has a rider like The Rock and Vin Diesel, except he'd say, I, I win a little bit and then I lose. You have yeah, to let yeah, me right, right. I, for a second, have to not be losing the fight. That'll come back later, too. Just like my prayers. Me and David A.R. White have the same prayers. <laughs> I want to not be losing for just a little bit. I get an ankle bite in there. You have to give it me. I get an ankle bite. Then it can end. At one point, a character must say, are you crying? <laughs> but then I say, no. No, you no. are. It's you dusty. Are. It's dusty. Dusty in here in this gun. <laughs> so- I got in my eye. <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but then Ashton shows up in the flashback, right? He shows up and he shoots the kid that's got the gun on Davey, but also that kid shoots George, the black cop partner guy, right? I think this is just to prepare us for the Rube Goldberg level. I shoot you, <laughs> then you shoot yeah, that guy, then that guy, that, that this movie will need. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> only having three surprise I shot you is is is, is weaning us on to the, uh, to the Act 3 finale here. All right, so anyway, Davey's still jogging. We got to cut back to that for a second because you can't get enough. <laughs> and he, he got a stitch in real life. You could clearly, he had to do three <laughs> seconds of jogging for the yeah. beginning of the shot, and you could see him like belly over, just like, oh, fuck. 
gets that stitch. He kind of throws up a little bit. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to. I'm about it. It was mostly just spit. I swallowed Ooh. it. I swallowed it. Ruby Gator, he's drinking the Gatorade too fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but then we cut back to Jacob and Doc. They're riding along in the truck. And wouldn't you know, there's just no more gospel on the radio. So lucky us, they're going to sing to us together. They're going to sing to each other and make eye contact the whole time. I wanted them to run over David A.R. White. Like, it's just like, oh, shit. Oh, oh One of us looks at the road. One of us always looks at the road on the whiteboard. So, yeah, but they don't. Uh, David A.R. White instead falls down all slow motion-y. And- <laughs> we go back to him running and he trips so badly. Like so bad. I watched this over and over like twenty <laughs> times. It's the best. they had to make a cut. Yeah, right, so, right. Th- that means he <laughs> fell wrong. Right, and they he had threw to patch it to the together and use the and best missed. parts. <laughs> it's the best, and still didn't fly. All right. So elsewhere in his flashback, George died and went to heaven for a little bit. Right. He could we get his ambulance ride thing? Right. So this means that David Ayer White is remembering an ambulance ride he wasn't part of? <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. And then we get more Davey uh, jogging. He stands up from having tripped, which which really strongly suggests that that really just happened as they were going, <laughs> and he really does fall down so clumsily it doesn't look right. Um, but he stands up, he starts jogging <laughs> some more. I would watch an entire movie of just David A.R. White trying to do an Iron Man. Just, oh, <laughs> we could set up a cha- we when we make our fake church we could set up a charity fun run i bet you he'd volunteer oh we could probably talk him into it get him some fettuccine alfredo right before. exactly <laughs> <laughs> they'd really lost track of the fettuccine uh, thread i felt like in this movie <laughs> so okay so now it's time to find out what's going on with ashton so we cut to the cops waking him up in his apartment. The uh, I, I'm sorry, the Satan cops waking him up in his apartment. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love this character's physical change. He grew a goatee. Uh, he looks like every guy that ever took his kid to buy weed from me. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they wake him up. They put, shine a flashlight in his face. I guess they've broken into his apartment. And Charles, the, he's acting tired so hard he's oh. like he's he's doing the like hand to the bridge of his nose thing and he's like tired mumble mumble tired <laughs> so ridiculous and captain fredericks the bad guy from the last one the, the yeah main yeah Colonel lieutenant bad Kurt guy. russell's stunt double yeah right yeah <laughs> he's just sitting there on the guy's couch like was he watching him sleep that whole time? <laughs> it's like, hey man, your dick's out. Sorry, no, I was just, just checking. Because uh, I'm bad guy. Thing. You know, guys, we've been here for like twelve minutes. You want to just set a flashlight on him or something? <laughs> Somebody want to make a noise? I was thinking yep. when we came in, he'd sort of wake up from our presence, but he's <laughs> you're a heavy sleeper. This has been a I, while. Gotcha. I got uh, a little bit bored. I, uh, you don't have a lot in your fridge. Let me you tell have, you. You don't have any Wi-Fi. That made it a little bit harder, but. <laughs> But then, then he wakes up and he sees the guy and he starts talking to him. And there's just so much smoke. I yeah. know. Like, what? we get it. He's the bad guy. Like, he's smoking nine cigars out of nine different orifices. <laughs> he's like above a swamp somehow. It's too much. So, and he's like, all right, we need you to come to work for us, Ashton. You've got to infiltrate the Christian group that's in the movie, too, because you were Christian in the last run. Remember, you could blend in. 
And he's like, no, I gave up on that life. I'm focused on my ska band now. Look at my, <laughs> my little soul patch, obviously. But then he reveals that he's got a bit of an ace in the hole. He's like, we have your wife in custody. Apparently she was blonde lady that was trying to buy stuff with money. Yeah. Oh. Couldn't tell because, again, they couldn't book the, the lady who had two no. lines from the other movie. And, <laughs> Apparently you know, not. She had a lot going on. Also, is it me or does Butchin way underreact to we have your wife and we'll execute her? Yeah, he's, he's like, just oh, like, oh, fuck's sake, man. Yeah, <laughs> don't. He's like me when somebody says you've got to pay by check, right? Like, yeah, he's what? me. He's me when I find out they only have genius appointments before 1 p.m. It's just like, ah, I mean, I will, but uh, really? Could get a real computer for half the price. <laughs> Not gonna. Might just throw this one in the garbage. <laughs> and, okay, so the, so the, he's like, oh, you've got my wife, I'll help. And he's like, you also have to get your old partner, Adam Riley. That's David A.R. White's character's name. He's escaped from prison, apparently. So and this is also where they extract his his hand chip, his biological yes! chip, <laughs> with, with the with silliest the tool ever. Yeah, right? <laughs> like like it was a lug nut. Like, like <laughs> they might as well just boring. like wave an Allen wrench from IKEA near his hand, like a magic <laughs> spell, and it just spins out. It's so stupid. So they've oh. got a, an implantable chip that can somehow be removed without anything bleeding, <laughs> or without an incision of some sort. And we've seen this now in multiple Rapture movies. Just once, I want a guy to bleed out. I want them to be like, oh, my tendons. Oh, shit. There's a lot of stuff in your hands. Did they put a, an all-seeing eye on this thing? That seems... All right, it says made in hell. In Why wouldn't we put it somewhere where there's put like... Just right under the skin? No. And stuff. In the testicles. <laughs> so now, okay, now we've got to go back to that flashback. Because I now keep in mind that this flashback, it's not like usually in a movie where you're going back to a flashback several times. It's because it sort of like ties in and reveals something important about the present moment in the movie. This one will not. Right. This is just a writer going like, I like it when they do flashbacks. So <laughs> we flashback. Now, this is so Davey and Ashton are meeting up at the hospital where George is. And they found out that George is not only going to be as good as new, but he's going to be better even. He's going to be Christian now, apparently. <laughs> right. And the wife walks up to them and is like, you're covered in blood. And he's like, ah, oh, no, it's fine. Not my blood. And I just wrote in my notes, if I had a nickel for every time, I'm all right, it wasn't my blood, wasn't a good enough excuse. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just you. Um, oh, oh, also, this is where we introduce the love interest. Ooh, Andrea Logan White. <laughs> His wife again. Uh, <laughs> this is her, her pre-sharpness. She's got that. It hasn't fully sharp. She's still got a smooth stone of a face instead of the jagged. <laughs> hasn't been whittled down by any surgeons <laughs> quite yet. Yeah. Yeah. So we we find out that they were dating. She's, she's in the FBI, apparently. And David A.R. White looks so disappointed to see his wife. He's like, oh, really? You're the love interest again? Oh, there she is. My love interest. My wife. All right. So now we cut back to the modern day and we have Butchin leaving his house. Now, there's this really conspicuous, weird moment where he thinks about it and decides to leave the key in his door and leave it open. But we don't know why. And we... 
and we never will. They never come back to this or any. Do do they? Or am I am I just insane? They nope, they do not. Okay, all right. Now we cut to Davy. He's still jogging dustily. We are literally eighteen minutes into this movie, and our hero is just now finishing jogging away from the opening scene. Uh, and for some reason, now he's covered in ash. Like it's not. Yeah. it's like he's blacked up for some reason. He's got a cane and a hat. It's very strange. <laughs> but yeah, this is where God puts a nice old abandoned house for him, full of uh, food and water. Yeah, he, he drops down to his knees and starts praying in in the middle of the desert. And then a house, an entire house, appears. Like, yeah, did you, you didn't see that house, right? It's like thirty <laughs> feet away. He looks up and he's like, "It's like an oasis." It's, it's <laughs> Oh, fuck, I should have looked forward. Right, and he, he runs into the house and chugs, like, six things of bottled water right away. Yeah, that's healthy. Yeah. Not supposed to do that when you're dehydrated. Like, no. I wanted the next ten minutes just be violent vomiting, water and bile <laughs> right. flying out of David R. White. <laughs> See, I wanted him to do the cinnamon challenge. Like, he drinks the water and he's like, okay, this will be fun. This will be fun. I think I could win that. <laughs> So, and also there, then there's this moment he gets his water and shit and he finds some food and then he finds the Bible very dramatically. (laughs) I wanted him to put down the water and just take the Bible instead. (laughs) (laughs) Also, so yeah, he's, it's supposed to be like this big moment in his life. He finds the Bible, but like if it's the satanic Bible, does he start working for the global army? Yeah, right. (laughs) That would be a great movie. Actually, if he found satanic Bible, he's like, Oh. That's you know what? Good points. Good points. <laughs> These I mean, are good statements. Okay. Swapsies. I'm a dataist now. <laughs> All right. So elsewhile, back in the flashback, uh, we have George waking up from his NDE and talking to Davy. Right? This is where he's like, I died. And so now I'm reading this here book. He's like, it's the Bible. And he's like, oh, fuck. I thought it was thought it was weird. Uh, I was going to recommend it to everybody I knew. And he says, I've been reading this book. It's got some trippy stuff in here yeah. i mean so far it's mostly a genealogy that suggests rape but i, I think it's gonna get better and his example's crazy he's like so listen to this listen to this this is insane this is how good this book is it says a kid named emmanuel will be born and then centuries later Jesus gets born. Yeah. Fulfilling the fucking prophecy. What? what? I, again, like the last movie, I just really wish Noah was here for this conversation. Hey, buddy, how you feeling? I died, man. I died and came back. Well, that, then you didn't, you didn't die now, did you? Because dying is, is a forever thing. I've been reading this book. The Bible? Yeah, some trippy stuff in this book, man. Yeah, you mean like the eyeball monsters? Uh, eyeball monsters? Yeah, yeah. They they sing about how great God is when he comes to throw the stars at the earth. Eyeballs all over me, even on the inside. No, nope. like uh, nope, not the eyeball monsters. Uh, I've been reading the Old Testament, and Ooh, did you get out- to the vegetarian lions, or, or the talking snake, or or, or or the talking donkey, or how, or how about that flood that kills nope. all of the bunnies? No, nope. I was I'm doing my thing. It's a okay. prophecy. There's a man. Wow. There, okay. Sorry, thrown off. Here we go. There's a man who will be born called Emmanuel, and then hundreds of years later. Oh yeah, you know what? There's the- a guy called Emmanuel who works here. 
I, I think he's a nurse. Hey, Emmanuel, did you know you're in the book with the eyeball monsters? Get the fuck out of here. No, it's really? true. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, sorry, you were saying? Never mind. I, I brought you an edible arrangement. That's a bad gift. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it would have been worth the movie. It would have been worth the entire movie for me to just pop in for a second there. All right. So then we flash back to now and Davey's still in the house about to take the Bible when suddenly a dude who I guess lives in that house comes in with a shovel. Oh, okay. Can we talk about this guy? He looks like Ron Howard read the YouTube comments on the trailer for Solo. <laughs> All of the YouTube comments on the trailer for Solo. And he has one of the greatest lines ever. I can't help but notice that we all wrote it verbatim in our notes. This is where he goes, <laughs> and I quote, put the Bible down and nobody gets hurt. The best. <laughs> oh, no one wants so bad to see a Bible standoff in one of these movies. Yeah, right. One guy, like, one guy throws the Bible. The other guy has a bullet in his chest pocket. It saves yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but quick before this gets out of hand here, we go shovel whacking and whatnot. Uh, Davy leans down and he draws um a an open parenthesis. Yes, <laughs> he draws an open parenthesis on the sand. Uh, but apparently, this is a symbol, right? Like because the other guy draws like the other parenthesis and it turns into a fish. Vagina. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. I really hoped that guy thought it was a vagina because that would lead to <laughs> a fantastic confusion. He's just like, all right, here you go. <laughs> Ooh, what? Oh, no, I'm a Christian. Yes, that's oh, me. Oh, yo, it's okay. This mop. <laughs> Sorry, no, they wig. scratch it off. They both draw a dick. No, no, <laughs> no. No, we feel like we're not in sync. Let's just draw a T. There we go. <laughs> So that would be easier. I could draw a line. You cross it. It would be less stupid. Right. But it's an ichthys. It's the it's yeah. Jesus fish. Yeah, and right. And that's their, right. their symbol. I just wanted somebody to come in and put little feet on it. Yeah, I was hoping an undercover bad guy would, like, draw feet and, like, they, he'd get caught. Cause like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh, I see. Oh, we got shit. you. This oh, is why we do God. a symbol. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, okay. So now we cut to Lieutenant Armcross, uh, briefing Ashton. He's on his little... His tiny little dirt bike to go off and go undercover on because he's going to be a Christian now and infiltrate the uh, the good guys. And he is doing the worst job of motivating ass chin. He's like, here's your government credit card and some cash. Forty dollar a day per diem. Don't be a dick. Forty. <laughs> All right. Also, I didn't say I'd release your wife, which is the whole point of this guy doing yeah. this mission. Like, Lie. Lie, <laughs> evil right. guy. You're the bad guy. <laughs> you have no morals. Yeah, and they have this amazing testy dialogue between the two of them. It is my everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> the dialogue is like they're both trying to get the last word in, but they don't know what the other guy's script says. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll see you when I see you. Later, alligator. Crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> But it's Christian writers trying yeah. to do this antagonism uh. and they, them doing trash talk is the, it was like, do not S this up. I'm not emming around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. M emming? Yeah, it's a cuss word too. Um, all right. So, and then and the whole time, black militia 
guy from the beginning, from the uh, from the prison van, he's watching all of this through binoculars. Right. And we have to clarify with his little assistant dude here why he doesn't have the mark but isn't a Christian. And it seems that he just, like, doesn't like microchips, right? Yeah, he's just got a thing. He's a... He's a- Turns to the guy, I'm not putting a chip in my butt. Boss, I don't think that's where it goes. Nobody puts anything up my butt. All right. Okay. You seem- <laughs> keep bringing that up. You keep, you keep mentioning that. You and the put gu- that lunch up my butt? No. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, the, the, the little the dorky guy that he's talking to seems as confused by what's going on as I am. Yeah, he, I, I like I like what he does here. He keeps asking questions and like they don't the movie doesn't have answers. Like he's like, OK, the, the global army knows we're here. Why don't they just raid this whole area? Like, yeah, still act one. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted him to keep asking. Like he he's like our guest for this episode. Like Gimp guy is our guest. He's yeah, <laughs> right. So, OK, so anyway, now we, we David and uh, uh, shovel buddy that he just met are walking around. uh they're, they're they're going to Christian Tent City because now Davy's part of the team. Would we say Tent City or is it Tent Six Guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so weird about their tents. They have these like tents the size of a human being. They're tiny. And he's like, hey, everyone, come say hi to Adam. He's our new guy in our Jesus Hobo Club. And they all crawl out of their little tents that they've been just laying motionless in during the middle of the day. Yeah, right? Why the fuck would you... Yeah, uh uh-huh. These people have never camped. All right, so everybody comes out and hugs him, which, man, that's... Like, right there, that's good enough reason for me not to get raptured. Like, ah, yeah, no, no, I'll be part of the global government. I don't... I'm not big into hugs. Nah, I'm okay. That's that's fine. You're a stranger. I'm gonna go ahead and not press my body against yours. No, it's cool, Scorpion Locust. (laughs) Also... This is where we see Andrea Logan White again. Yeah. What? It's Carissa bullshit name. <laughs> Carissa. But she's married. Yeah, right, right. Threw us for a loop there. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say right now, the worst part of the tribulation by far would be running into your ex who's married in yeah, the right. only <laughs> civilization you could be a part of. Oh, I wonder what that would be like. What that would be like. Oh my God, Heath, Heath Enright. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey. Ashley. Wow. Uh, how are you? Um. So do we like? What do we do? Do we hug or? Never mind. No. Oh, no. Okay. No. Just cool. 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 Uh. How are you? Well, you know, bad. Right. Rapture. Stupid. Uh, okay. Uh. Did a lot of your family disappear? What? Happened? Yeah. What like uh, most of them. Disappeared. Right. I remember your mom was religious. Yeah. Not not you, though. I guess not. This is my husband, Eric. Hey. Oh, cool. Cool. You're married. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Married. I'm going to go eat some dental floss. You do that, hon. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. You're the first person I've run into who I knew before the rapture in, like, uh, ever. And, and you're married. That's... So great. That's great. It's you. it's great that I'm married. Yeah, great that great that you're married. So will you be staying here for very long? Me? Nah. No. I'm uh I'm gonna just keep moseying along, I think. Really? Cause or else. 
you know, there's scorpion locusts out. You're going to get stung and be in terrible pain until you die. Yeah, that's that's okay. I'm going to risk it. I mean, you can stay with my husband and I. We we have we have an extra room. No, no, no. I'm going to chance it with the scorpion locust things. Thanks, though. That's okay. Great. Great to see you. Yep. Awesome. Happy. <laughs> I wish I wasn't always the sad guy. In every- <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. We Same do casting. the characters we can do. We do. Gonna find love. So, <laughs> so, okay. So now we cut back to Ashton. He's pulling up at a gas station on his dirt bike. But wouldn't you know it, this very clearly abandoned gas station pump doesn't work. Obviously. What? It's so, He might as well go just like reach into the air where a gas pump would be and be like, huh, nothing here. <laughs> no physical object, damn. Right. <laughs> but instead, <laughs> but he goes into the diner behind it, which is apparently open for business. Bustling. Bustling. <laughs> well, there's one guy there, but there's yeah. a guy. There's a guy, and there's a menu. Yes. Did you guys catch the menu? The yeah, items on it? B- by all means. <laughs> okay. So here's what they're serving at this diner. <laughs> this is real, by the way. This I had real. to double check the uh they're serving cream of gold soup. What? They're mm-hmm. serving elk face <laughs> and cherries. Not just I mean they garnish the elk face. They're not fucking <laughs> monsters. Uh also fortune cookies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fork. No. Nope. The dish. <laughs> not- not a food. The dish known as fork and crack pudding. <laughs> what? Do you think that's crack cocaine? I, I you, think you, so, you yeah. You cook it, they thought, maybe. We also have lorem ipsum pie. <laughs> what the fuck? You couldn't name foods? We also have ASDFJKL. Semicolon. Semicolon. This is sad. We're also serving this is sad. So stupid. The gimp runs up and writes that. <laughs> then we get this fucking t- cabbie from Roger Rabbit. It's the, the 1920s Brooklyn man who yeah. runs this California desert diner. I've only diner. got burgers and sodas and water. <laughs> stupid Illuminati, am I right? It's like he's doing an impression of a guy doing an impression of <laughs> Bugs Bunny doing an impression of a New Yorker. It's over the top. He also, he pours him the water and it's brown. I just wrote my notes, water provided by Flint, Michigan. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, that's apparently $2.50. Uh, but then Ashton goes to pay with cash. Uh-oh. So the, the guy who runs the diner is like, oh, man, I should fuck you in the face myself. And fucking Hodor was sitting at the, in the corner the whole time and comes around to grab him and hug him to death. Yeah. He's about to get in trouble, but he he spills the sugar on yeah. the counter at one point, and he draws the, the half vagina fish thing. Yeah, and so he he they they realize he's a good guy, and they're with him. Like, why do they think that's an amazing? Like, the movie thinks that this is cryptography. Like, yeah, like drawing only half of the Jesus fish means it's encrypted. Like, <laughs> right? Like everybody else is going to look at that and go, I don't get. Uh, uh, like bad guys would know if you just drew the entire fish, but this way, like a, a bad guy would be like, okay, hold on, what? Maybe he's just hey, hold on. starting a what? parenthetical statement in okay in the sand that what, he spilled you, just for this. Yeah. What do I add? Tell me what to add first, and then I'll do the math afterwards. What am I multiplying <laughs> that by? Also, why do these Christians keep evil laughing? Right? We learned that they're the good, but they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. and they charged. They tried to charge a stranger two dollars and fifty cents for water. These are not good people. 
Yeah, yeah, but no, but when once they find out he's a Christian, they're okay with him. And also, this whole time we we cut back to Lieutenant Armcross, and he's like listening in with his guys at, at Bad Guy Headquarters. Yeah, yep. He has a team of, of five guys just sitting in in stations listening to the same thing. Yeah. What do they like? They trade off every fifth word and find the notes later. What? I'll listen to the high frequencies. I'll listen to the Yanis. You listen to the laurels. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't fucking know. It's amazing too, because these actors have to business and all of them are businessing so terribly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they're just like twisting the same knob back and forth the same way. Like, yeah. Over and over again. What are you steering? We're not even, this doesn't even make sense. <laughs> And the, the the cards. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. Okay. So now we cut back to that militia squad, the guys from the from the prison van at the beginning. Now, the black dude, the boss guy, is is doing conspiracy theory slam poetry while his <laughs> boys play a game of. There are two of us at the table, but four piles of cards sitting in front of us, and some other cards, and then we're not. Play they, they're playing. Let's see how many cards we can hold in our hands <laughs> together. Uh, and they're not very good at it. Neither of them have gotten over nine. Uh, and, and they're setting up this weird fucking thing. Okay, I guess the, the militia squad needs to get the supplies just generically from the Christians, right? Yeah. That's what's going on here. We have to cut back to this group of people like 11 times for them to say, Man, we should steal those supplies from those Christians, huh? Yeah, maybe five, six scenes from now. Sorry, who thought having separate, less clear villains was a good move? Yeah, what? When <laughs> yeah, half villains. <laughs> Wean us on villains. All right, so now we're going to cut back to the watering hole uh, where Davy and Shovel Buddy are hanging out. At this point, I just call Shovel Buddy Ron Howard's mugshot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just fishing with a, a stick and some yarn. I made yeah, <laughs> human hair. Like Why? all the fishing equipment got raptured. Yeah, right. You, you think there'd equipment? be extra fishing equipment now, if anything. <laughs> yeah, but okay. And they're all talking about Jacob. They're sitting around saying like, oh, wow, Jacob's going to be in the next scene. Have we told you about him yet? And And how he keeps slipping, quote, he keeps slipping out of the hands of our enemies, end quote. <laughs> and just then he pulls up. What are the odds? In this shitty script, 100%. Yeah, they're definitely, definitely. <laughs> Ron Howard is so disappointed that he doesn't get to introduce them. He's like, Adam, this is, oh, okay. You guys know each other. That's fine. Feel like your character <laughs> is going to be an over five, but it's fine. No, no, it's cool. You guys know each other. He just wrote in the Heights. Enjoy. <laughs> and this was a, a sexually charged moment. Was, was it, it not? not? Between... David A.R. White and uh, ex-Rabbi Jacob. There's just like so much heavy breathing. I couldn't hear what they were saying. Like they almost <laughs> kiss a few times and lean, like all of a sudden they're spinning each other around in a field of wheat for no reason. <laughs> uh, and then, by the way, we cut back to the military squad guys and they're like, hey, you remember two scenes ago we were talking about needing them supplies? We still do need those, huh? Comes over with an empty bucket. And yeah. he's like... That's the last of the supplies. And he was like, what was in there? <laughs> the, the, supplies. The bucket of supplies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Then we, we cut back to evil guy HQ. And I love this fucking phone call because we have Lieutenant Crossed Arms Growly Face 
he's on the phone with his boss. And these are the words that he says. All is going according to plan. We're making progress. You won't be disappointed. It's just like, and then it's like, all right, I'm out of bad guy cliches. Bye. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Ah, uh, penny saved is a penny earned. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, and this is where we learn that they've lost satellite contact because of the Jesus. The solar flares. There's been solar flares. Or was it? The solar <laughs> but no, it's supposed to be God. It's supposed to be God making solar flares happen. Yeah. And then, and then they show the sun for a second to like tell us what's happening. I wanted them to zoom in and it's just like Jesus and a team of angels like, dude, can we just go kill the Antichrist? This whole thing. No. Aren't you supposed to go back there anyway? Just no. Solar flares. You've Get got pulling. the mouth sword all How set now. How do they now? think this works? Do they think that like a solar flare is going to come out and knock out? It's like a tiny little solar flare that goes right to their fucking satellite. Solar lightning. And yeah. Oh, oh, right, right. No, yeah, of course. Solar lasers. And he yells at the guy. He's like, well, then fix it. Now, one of the guy to be like, oh, fix it. Cool. I was just going to sit here. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll fix it yeah, now. No, of course. Now that you said fix it. <laughs> All right. So that night, Jacob's chilling at Jesus camp. He walks up to um, Andrea Logan's husband and he's like, hey, next scene, I'm going to need you to get killed and make room for the love thing that we've got going here. So <laughs> don't forget that. Yeah. And then the movie confuses the fuck out of itself, right? Can we yes! just admit that the movie here lost track of what was going on and which characters were in this scene? Yeah. So it's a different location, but the movie forgot, which is why it didn't transition. Like, it's now to Butchin's group of Christians, but like someone and the editor's notes had just put Christians sitting around a fire and there were two shots there. And so it just smoothly doesn't transition from right. one to the other. <laughs> right. Us. We see David A.R. White and Jacob and all his buddies sit down. And then we see Ashton and all, Hodor and all his buddies stand up. Just face twerking with that Ashton. So <laughs> yeah, but luck. Oh, and also we get to hear the three guitar chords. This guy knows over and over again, which is nice. <laughs> oh, the best. And, and we meet uh, post-meth addiction Wednesday Adams for a second. <laughs> oh, Laura? Yeah. Laura, yes. the Christian lady who does the little sermon here. Yeah. And Laura wants some dick. For oh, yeah. sure, yes. from Ashton. But, okay, what do we think about Laura? I thought, like, she her face, her, her physical appearance is a riddle. <laughs> like, she's a geometrical oddity. I, I liked her face. She's like a Mr. Potato Head. With an attractive woman's face on top. Okay. <laughs> very and confusing. you were into that, is what you're saying. And I am into Why that. would you not be into that? All right. Two yeah, votes. That's two I votes. I know what I'm being. And her speech, her little sermon is so bad. She's like, thanks for coming out tonight, everybody. Uh, who's drinking tonight? <laughs> who's fucking tonight? Ladies? <laughs> yeah, but all we're really learning from this scene is that all the Christians have now accepted Ashton and have to give him a hug before they before they leave. <laughs> so much hugging. Oh man, I'm gonna say best worst hugging. Also, yeah, for this right. Movie. And honestly, it feels like the actors in this movie thought too hard about their hugging technique. Like they were told to like really workshop some hugs before you get to the set. 
And they all like thought we like it's like they were like too stoned and like self conscious about where their arms. <laughs> yeah, were. right. Like, how where, does sober how, where, people? What is hugging? Hug. It's when you put your arms around someone's waist and you realize that that's too close, so you run, you go up their back, but then you're rubbing your hands along their back. I get it. I've been there. <laughs> now you're doing the robot. All what? right, guys. <laughs> look, if we all go under the left armpit, over the right, it's gonna look silly. So everybody, bring a different hug. Double under. All right, so now Full okay. Nelson. <laughs> let's both go under. All right, so now we go back to Davey with his band of Christians, and we have to sort of like at least make a play at introducing the black guy we're about to kill off. And the way they open this up, this character's name is Doc. So the way they open this up is David Arrowway going, so you're a physician? And he goes, no, I'm not a useful doctor. Even in their own movie, they can't create a doctor who would stay Christian. <laughs> In their own movie, he has to be like, no, not a doctor of divinity. Yeah. And I wanted David R. White to be like, okay, so don't call yourself doc then. That right? would not Especially be... not here where we would think you Need could help someone. A doc. Okay, well, I'm it. bleeding, so definitely you're the worst. <laughs> Is your faith injured? I can look at you got face. some. <laughs> you got some Aquinas thoughts you want to run past this head wound of mine? <laughs> so, and, and then they turn, they, uh, uh, Ron Howard's skeleton says, so Adam, how did you survive prison? And he's like, yeah, you know, mostly it was like sepia tone flashbacks. Um, <laughs> miserable though. It appears that they beat him and gave him bread filled with Bible pages. A weird day. It was a weird <laughs> mix of experience. Yeah, we get the flashback to him. He's reading that one page of the Bible he got during like the toughest moments in jail, which, okay, was it just me? Did they all not heavily hint at him getting fucked by his cellmate? Right. Oh, very like, much so. Yeah. Every moment seemed to have a dude just off camera <laughs> right behind. Like at one point, seriously, he was praying doggy style at one point. He was. And we just don't, barely don't see who's behind him. So, yeah, so they talk about that for a little while. Jacob walks up and 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 Jacob's like, hey, you know what? I never did thank you for uh, going to death row uh, to let me out of that trunk. Yeah, uh, it's the craziest thing. This is Jacob's transition. The uh, I'm in the scene now transition. He's like, you know, they're hunting me. And if they catch me, they'll kill me. And all of you. And then Jacob steps into frame and goes, all right, let's get some sleep, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Early morning tomorrow. <laughs> well, and then, okay, so and then David A.R. White and uh, and Doc leave. They're like, I guess we're no longer needed in this scene. You guys need a two shot with uh, just Jacob and Ron Howard's ghost. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> and and that this is where they have the, like, gee, I wonder what God's plan is with all this. It's almost like our world is governed by impersonal forces conversation, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're so close to it. They're so close. It's like, ah, oh, this does seem kind of random and terrible. What? <laughs> I, said, I grew a goatee. I don't know if you noticed since I saw you. But meanwhile, in space. <laughs> okay. This is my favorite shot in this movie and possibly in movies. Also in Bal Ganesh. I think it was a shot. From yeah. That movie too. <laughs> right. So what we see is we see a satellite starting to move into frame. We're looking at Earth from above and we see a satellite start to move into frame. And it is so obviously like a public domain NASA graphic or something like that, you know, or or, or a, a, a clip that they bought for 14 bucks or something. Made on a Commodore with logo. Yeah. yeah. 
Right, right. And, and then, but they can't even get, like, they couldn't even get their own Commodore graphic, right? They had to use an existing Commodore graphic because then we zoom in real close so that we can see that the name of the satellite is Beast. But, but with dots. Yeah, so no, like, yeah, right, Beast right. Beast is apparently an acronym for something in their conspiracy. Yes. Yes. Uh, I want to be there when they unveiled that satellite. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Frank, you guys wanted to see me? Okay. Well, what do you think? What is that? It's our giant evil microchip tracking satellite. It's done. We no, finished it. No, I can I can see that. What's that? What's the writing? Oh, oh, we wrote the the name on the side. Yeah, the beast. Right, you wrote B-E-A-S-T on the side of it with the dots. Yeah, nobody's gonna know. The, Okay, what are you even pretending beast stands for? Stands for beast. No, no. Remember that? That's the whole point, guys. Subtle. Right? Beast chip, Illuminati design, and now beast in giant letters on the side. Yeah, the beast at least has a stand for something. Um. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, what if it stood for uh, beast? Already and- know. Already know. Okay. Uh, it's beast. Uh, it stands for ba- battle. Essential. Nice. Allied. Satellite. Satellite. Yeah. Technology. Nailed it. Done. It stands for Battle Essential Allied Satellite, Satellite technology. technology. Yes. Yes, it does. I hate you guys. You want to see the tank? Does it have beast written on it? Yes. Then no. Oh. Uh-huh. Worked hard on that tank. Beast tank. Beast tank. <laughs> Again, has to have happened at some point. Or do they like, or do they like launch it up and they're like, okay, put that up once once it's in space. Paint those letters on it. <laughs> Just an astronaut. Be- oh shit! Be- <laughs> I gotta tie myself to this thing. So. <laughs> Also, by the way, because apparently we just did not get and could not get enough Davy running in the desert. So now we get a dream sequence about him running in the desert some more. (laughs) I I know this dream sequence, though. You're running towards your ex. It's in the middle of the desert. Where's his machete, though? Right. (laughs) Then she turns into Val Kilmer and fucks you up. I've had this dream is what I'm saying. It's just. Well, okay, but that that's my big question right here, right? So he he in his dream he sees Andrea Logan White and he goes up uh, up the hill to fuck her and she turns into Lieutenant Cross the Arms, right? So aren't we saying that he's dreaming about getting fucked by a large army man? What like what what message are we trying to send about it's this a call back to the prison memories? I think is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, right, right. All right, and then so he wakes up sitting straight. Uh, and uh, then he goes off to the watering hole where he runs into Carissa. And he's like, yeah, I guess the two of us haven't been on camera. And this movie has to pair up every possible combination of two people for a dialogue, <laughs> doesn't it? So they have the awkward, so is your husband bigger than me penis-wise conversation. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> so great. She's, he's like, so you're married. And she's like, yeah, I feel like the rapture was really my time to settle down. You were in prison. <laughs> 
there's also this great moment where she goes, where do you go from here? And I wanted to be like, I don't know, hand stuff. I was feeling like <laughs> hand stuff. But if you want to jump right in, we could do the full. I just felt like hand stuff would be a good first night. <laughs> no? But instead, she's like, uh, so tell me your backstory in a one sentence summary. And and so he does. And then she was and, and like she responds. She goes, humor. Good. And I literally. I think, yeah, I think that's there because you would never have guessed that was supposed to be humor if she didn't say it. Or maybe Andrea Logan White just says his emotions so that he feels like a good actor. Oh, humor, obviously. Uh, obviously. That was an editor's note. It's like humor? <laughs> she was like, all right, I guess I'm keeping that in. Humor. <laughs> oh, it was just getting way too real. This was like the actual lives of these two actors being really sad. Just like, I never thought my life would turn out like this. Yeah, right. And she looks him up and down. She's like, yeah, ugh. you can almost see her be like, ugh, gross. can we do a real movie? God, not. every time. This is also where like she's talking about how much she loves Jesus now. And he's like, huh? And you were a science major. A science major. A science major believing in Jesus. Crazy. <laughs> science. Give me a fucking. They couldn't look up a science. They couldn't think of a science. All right. And then I wrote in my notes, oh, my God, we're not even halfway through. <laughs> and then Jacob shows up. Surprise, I'm in this scene, too. Nobody fornicate or anything. It's Rises Christian. up between them. Hey, guys, <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> All right, so now it's time for Jacob and Davey to have a one-on-one. -on -one. And this, Again. yeah, right, and not for the last time. Uh, this is where they talk about doubt. Yeah, and, and Jacob's like, look, sometimes I don't believe in God, which is fucking stupid because I can do magic and talk to <laughs> <Yes>. him. <laughs> He's got this great line where he goes, faith, doubt, God made it so you can't have one without the other. And I'm like, no, 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 you can have one without the other. <laughs> But yeah, but Davey's frustrated. He just doesn't get God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Jacob's like, yeah, well, God never said we'd be rich or successful. And he said people would hate us. And again, it's just way too real. Yeah. Too, like, <laughs> too sad Christian actors talking about real life. We doing the scene where I can scream yet? No? No. no? Okay, oh, okay, cool. All right. Tomorrow. Fine. So, yeah. So Jacob ends the scene with a prayer. He's like, Lord Jesus, be with us. Strengthen our faith. Arpeggiate a minor chord in the background, if you don't mind, like that. <laughs> and he also, during the scene, he's like, oh, I appreciate those Bibles you smuggled into jail for me. He thanks him for, like, getting that one page. And he's like, well, thank Jesus, yeah. not me. And I was just picturing a bunch of angels trying to, like, keister an entire Bible to get in there. <laughs> and he's like, all right, what's, fuck, what's his favorite passage? What, find out? Right, if we all take a book, I, well, I don't want to get Psalms. How come I got Psalms? Fuck you. <laughs> all right, so, okay. Late that night, the military squad guys are planning because we need another scene of, hey, hey, remember us? We're in a scene. We're in a movie. We're the like medium bad guys. <laughs> we got to go get the food. Yeah. They, OK, so but this is the part where the black guy wakes up his gimp and he's like, hey, I need you to get this message to global police military Satan. And he's like, why? And he's like, we're going to double cross. Our, ourselves, I don't, I don't know, man. You know, just we're doing. We got to get the supplies. Remember, supplies, the generic MacGuffin of this film. <laughs> 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 so 
So, yeah, so he gives him a note to go, um, and he's like, how will I get this to global? He's like, you'll figure something out. You're clever. But he's not. No. He just writes it down on a piece of, like, legal pad and sticks it on a tree <laughs> somewhere. Just like, dear global army guy. Yes, that's exactly it. Thank God you found this sign in the random road in the middle <laughs> in of nowhere. The desert. We want 30 pizzas. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get those Christians for you. But wouldn't you know it, Lieutenant Fredericks drives right by the next morning. Uh, drives right by in his Subaru, right? <laughs> this is... Very clearly a minivan, but they put a decal on the side of it, so it's a military vehicle. Yeah. I I wanted someone to be like, hey, can we at least take the car seat out first? No, it's one of those (laughs) don't get me in trouble. My kids, soccer. You you know how hard it is to get that fucking thing beckled in, right? (laughs) All right, well, they're sure acting like some conflict just got set up, so we might as well take a break here. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Ashton betray his former partner? Will Davy puzzle out God's mysterious ways? Will the black soldier dude do whatever the fuck it is he keeps talking about doing? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the We Suddenly Ran Out of Money conclusion of The Moment After Two, The Awakening. Uh, Heath? Heath Enright? Uh, yeah. Uh, hello? Uh, it's, it's Rick. Rick Jones from Central High. Rick? Wow. Uh, you, you, um... I lost all my hair. I know. What? No. No, I was going to say that... Something there. I was going to say that, uh... No, no, I know. I look like my dad now, so... I, I don't... I don't remember your dad being, uh... Uh, no, he's he's dead, so skeleton, you know, lost all his... Right. Yeah. Right. Um, sorry for your loss. Yeah, well, you know what they say, 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35, so... I'm, I meant your dad. Oh, right. Yeah, him too. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, can I ask, why didn't you just try fourhims.com? Uh, com. What's that now? That's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. It feels like you need... Oh, like the place at the mall with the pink sign of the lady on it? It's nope. like this shadow? Nope. Because I go there a lot. Yeah, looks that way. Uh, no, but forhims.com, it connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. Ah, thanks, man. I actually already tried that stuff. They were pills. I bought them on the internet and they turned out to be yak milk extract. Um, and I got attacked by a yak. It was, I don't know if you saw it, it was in the paper. Oh, yeah. No, I, I did. I did see that. No, um, yeah. they don't have any like snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Um, they have prescription solutions backed by science. At, at oh, that sounds good. But honestly, I <laughs> I can't go to do another doctor's visit, man. He's he's married to my ex-wife now. So that's that's always awkward. That's yeah. a, like a weird trip yeah. for me. Kind of like this. Uh, well, for hims.com, uh, when you go there, you don't have to wait in the doctor's office. You just answer a few questions and a doctor prescribes what you need. And then the products are shipped directly to your door. So my mom's door. That. Living with her now well, since the divorce, but adore. Jesus. Okay. Well, um, you want to order now? Uh, our listeners get a trial month of four hymns for just $5 right now while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Just go to fourhymns.com slash gam. That's 
F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash G-A-M. Sorry, I was texting my kid to come pick me up. He's got a he's got a pizza thing. So I, what was the address again for the four hymns thing? I said it twice. Uh four hymns.com slash gam. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'll give that a look. We should hang out sometime. <laughs> What's your yeah. number? Let's uh let's yeah. hang out. Sure. Uh so my number it's uh seven seven. Wow. I gotta tell you, so many people I run into have that number. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's a big, big house. We all <laughs> seven. Bunch of you in there, huh? A lot of us with seven. All right, you're in my my phone. That's still a flip phone. Cool. Got it. Cool. I'm play snake on this thing. I'm serious about this. <laughs> we we should have brunch. <laughs> hey, Chris. Chris, my man. Oh, okay. Hey, going, I, going for a handshake I, there? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought we could do like a... What? Uh, prob- probably best not to. Okay. Yeah, sure. No problem. Don't okay. worry. All right. So, so Chris, we love your reading for the character of Black Military Guy. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, is the race like written into the... That's what it okay, says but, the- but stop me if I'm wrong here. We were hoping, you know, we liked your reading, but we were hoping you might, you know, Samuel Jackson it up a bit. Samuel... Jackson it up a bit. Yeah, you know, like like when you do the Bible verses, a little more fire and fury. Oh, like like Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly, exactly. Ooh, and, and, and like Denzel too. Yeah. Like, oh King yeah. Kong ain't got nothing on me. Okay, don't don't you do that voice. Huh? Okay, sorry. Thought yeah. it was just helpful. All right, guys, I got to be honest. It sounds like you just hired a black guy, hoping he'd sound like. All the other black actors, kind of at once. What? No, okay, you, you guys are doing you. okay. Well, l- let me ask you this: besides Samuel Jackson and Denzel Washington, who would you like me to use as an inspiration for this character? Can you name a another besides those guys? Uh, oh, um, uh, Denzel, no, Barack Obama. Yeah. Okay, we're done. But he's half, half. You can't. Don't don't say anything. That's a white guy. And we're back for more of this shit. And we're going to rejoin the action with another quick gospel sing-along with Doc and Carissa's husband. And also, of course, it, it turns into a hum-along, too. They <laughs> forgot the words at the I, same... Yeah, clearly. Huh? Also, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this is the first hum-along we've had in our 144-episode <laughs> history. I believe so. Yeah, like, apparently the scene just went on too long. They were like, ah, oh, yeah, there's it's no more... The, uh, all right so elsewhere by the way hodor is passing ashton off to shovel buddy now they they have a a, a swap system mm-hmm. with new christians yeah this is where ashton because they keep saying like oh take him to cluster five take him to cluster i need you to get a message to cluster three and so Ashton goes like, hey, guys, why clusters? <laughs> yeah, it's like grapes, you know, clusters. It's our, it's our thing. Yeah. You're being a dick. You're being a right. dick. Clusters. He, he, he's, like, he, wait, he's the vine and we're the... Are, well, hold on. Are you really a Christian or are you some kind of spy? <laughs> clusters, obviously. Also, uh-huh. fun fact, grapes, they come in bunches, not clusters. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. <laughs> 
So re- remember the military squad guys? They're going to take out the Bible thumpers when they come down Desert Bend Road. So we get this <laughs> just amazing spaghetti western villain shot of these guys. Oh, uh, it's a the shot best. that can only be described as closer. No closer. <laughs> closer, Dave. <laughs> And we're watching them like hike through the, the mountains or wherever the fuck they're going with leather whipping noises <laughs> yeah, in the background. Yeah, like, uh-huh. honestly, I thought they were going to zoom out and some guy was just going to be whipping leather for no reason. <laughs> Another guy like, like knocking coconuts together. Yeah, yeah. Right. somebody's humming rawhide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they decide that we're going to get them. When they come around Desert Bend Road, and the na- again the naming of oh, things yeah. <laughs> is that like when they come around ASDFJK, yeah, right, right. When they come across Antelope Face with Jerry's Road, <laughs> my hands on keyboard road. No. Nope. <laughs> All right, so now they're going to attack. These two guys are driving along in a Ford F one fifty. Two guys on little dirt bikes are chasing them. Hey. You know what you should do if someone chases you in your car on dirt bikes? Hit them with your car. Yeah. No, and they're riding right behind them. It's like, just hit the brakes. They both go over. Or anything. Do anything. You can't lose here. No, exactly. Just keep driving. What are they going to do? Right. Well, and that's what they do, right? They're like, these guys like trick them into turning. Right. Did they even, like, I I didn't even understand this. Like, the secret plan was to get to... To make them stay on the same road? Did they turn to a different... There were yeah, two, was he there a pulls fork? the j- Jeep in front, and then they make the turn so that they're going towards the place where somehow the note communicated they were going to drive the guys they didn't know were leaving towards the even badder evil guys. Where there's going to be a sniper yeah. is what it's about to happen. So just put the sniper before the fork then. Why, <laughs> what, what the fuck? If they knew they were going to be on that road, what's accomplished? Yeah, right. How are these guys part of the plot? <laughs> yeah, it was. It seemed like a bit of a convoluted idea here. Um, also, so Shovel Buddy and Ash Chin uh, apparently are in a position where they can see this, this wreck from a distance, right? They're watching through binoculars. And Shovel Buddy, Ron Howard's ghost, he wants to help them, but Ashton's like, no, there is no helping them. I'll dramatically pull you back here, and you're a really, really small dude, so I will very clearly pull something out of socket when I do. (laughs) Okay, so we cut back. Okay, so they've shot the driver. That was Carissa's husband, huh? What, What are the... Odds of that, 100% in this stupid script. But we get this amazing scene because they've shot him and like the the bad guy pulls his face back from the steering wheel and then lets it go. And the guy, like, he lays his head gently back down onto the <laughs> steering wheel. Um, so, no. <laughs> so slowly he turns his face away from it and everything as he lays back down. Cut. Can we get the stunt dead guy? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we can't get a stunt face. It has to be your face. Stop saying cut. No. Well, then I'm doing this. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I rewound that like four times. I'm like, no, wait, really? Did he just like gently lay? Okay, he did. The airbag deploys, blast him back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he lays back down in Angry Birds gravity somehow, and they pull Doc out of the truck. Right, so it's it's uh, Lieutenant Crossy Arms and Doc, and they have another one of those like you know cliche bad guy line followed by cliche good guy line conversations. 
Would yeah. we say followed by or at the exact same yeah, time? Yeah, right, right. They're doing the confrontation <laughs> from Les Mis, but without the singing. <laughs> like, I am warning you, Joe. I have been a strong young man. <laughs> so, For like a solid two minutes, they talk at the same time yep. without acknowledging the other one. <laughs> and eventually, Doc prays so hard that that Colonel Fredericks, that's the character's name, is is going to kill him. And, but but of course, like in the middle of this, both of them talking at the same time, uh, Doc is going to get punched in the face by by <laughs> Colonel Fredericks a lot from really weird angles. He's like, OK, I'm going to punch you from <laughs> up <Yep>. to left. <laughs> <laughs> the directions of all the fighting in this movie will become the, the less and less sense. Throughout. Yeah, right. It, it's right. Crazy exactly. Now it gets even worse. <laughs> also, just small thing. I love if this scene wasn't exactly like the Rodney King video. That's, <laughs> oh, God. that's exactly it what we're really watching. Is. Just four white. Co- oh. <laughs> One black guy just getting beat up for no reason. Yep. And then, well, and then shot. And so then it, shot. It ended a little different. But yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So. And and of course, again, Ash Chin and, and Ron Howard's ghost are watching this whole thing and they're very sad. So apparently they run and get Richard. He's not quite dead, which is why he gently laid his face against that steering wheel. Clearly <laughs> use the rest of his strength. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now Ash Chin uh, and uh, Ron Howard's ghost pull up. They've got Richard's nearly dead body. This is where Ash Chin and Davey meet up again for the first time. Uh, now, Davy, of course, if you, as you recall from the last movie, they, they split up when Davy went to rescue Jacob and stole the car. And uh, Ashton is the one that turned him in. Right. So they're still mad at each other. They still have conflicts. <laughs> right. And Jacob breaks up their fight by doing the Macarena between the two of them. <laughs> he obviously got like a finger in the eye during the first take. So then the second take, he was just like waved his hand gently between them. And he was like, okay, you stop fighting now. Can, can you dance like in This Is America? Can you do that in between? Okay, good, good. All right. So, okay. Now we have the, the husband dying scene, which is Jacob, his spiritual leader and close friend. Carissa, his wife, and David A.R. White, who he just met. Yeah, why would you be there too? Well, and, and look, and he even shows up, David uh shows up and he's just like, hey, so is your husband dead yet? Or uh you still uh you still taken momentarily. You know the old so, joke, uh, should I wait until he's cold? Is that a literal thing? I'm just having fun. Uh, <laughs> we should uh get out of here. <laughs> yeah oh and then there's also this moment where like as he's dying he says hey the commander said that we might have a spy among us and it cuts immediately to andrea logan white as he's saying that like and guys i wonder who it could wonder who it could be Big yellow but, arrow appears bing, bing, bing. <laughs> i found a clue um so why would he tell you that also <laughs> yeah just, right he, he said specifically that he has a mole in your thing yeah he, told you that? No, he was he did was, yeah i don't know must it be act like, three that's the only explanation. yeah right yeah, yeah it must really be a very why. poorly the act number written. is the only motivation for any action in this movie <laughs> yeah so right also oh, oh my god can we take a minute to talk about what a terrible actor andrea logan white is mm. Right, because yeah. like this is well. First of all, the, the husband just as he's about to die, he grabs David Ayer White and he's like, "Please fuck my wife after I'm gone or whatever." <laughs> and then she has to do her sad. Oh God, it's so good. Oh, 
I was crying for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> watching her. He, he wakes up. He's like, David, remember, most orgasms are clitoral. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, he said most. most <laughs> what? Prostate? I heard him say prostate. <laughs> so. And then they, they all join hands to pray together. And Davey's like, oh, I'm in this too. Okay. Me. I'm also in I, on this. I met I, this guy minutes ago. But sure. <laughs> and I've just tried to fuck his wife the whole time is all. All right. So now Ashton's sitting by the river, hoping Davey will show up for a, for a dialogue. And he does. This dialogue is so bad. Literally, it begins with, so how about the weather? Yeah. This movie's <sighs> poorly written. Because he's like, what a stupid thing to say. Yeah, right. David A.R. White's character is pissed off about this bromantic dialogue. He's like, the weather, really? Is that what we're talking about in this scene? Fuck, who wrote this? <laughs> I'm going to start Pure Flix. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's worth $12 million. Guys. Oh, jeez. David A.R. White. No, I want to be on the other dollars. side. <laughs> I spent the last week figuring out I can't afford a house. I don't care about your nice Facebook messages. <laughs> I want the money. Edit this out. Edit it all out. I don't care. So you're smarter than your dad. There, you got it. <laughs> all right, Eli's retired. It'll just be me and Heath finishing it out, guys. Sorry about Woo, that. Money. I'm going with Eli. So, so. <laughs> I'm on my own. All right, so uh, Davy and, and Ashton are are arguing, and and Ashton's like, "Do you wh what's the matter? Do you think I'm a spy?" And he's like, "Yeah, you you have to tell me if you are. You have to sh show me your dick. Show me. I prove you're a Christian right now. Just pray me. to Jesus show and me mean it. Dick. Show me your dick. <laughs> also, I love they do this little metaphor thing that goes way too far. He's like, "Sorry, I'm running a little." low on trust today here at the trust store. And he's like, oh, yeah? Maybe you run to the trust bank and get a withdrawal. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid inflation of trust has made that just impossible. <laughs> People are running out of windows made out of trust. <laughs> trust has been printed. Sorry, what? We what? got so, a hold on. Oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> so, yeah, so Ashton gets sick and tired of that analogy and walks away. But wouldn't you know it, Jacob just happens to be standing right there waiting for his turn to be in this scene. Yeah, man. How how long were you there? <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, and he comes up just as Ashton's leaving, and he's, he comes up and he gives the, you know, Davey, bless your buddy. Oh, I don't want to bless Ashton, Davey. Bless you, Ashton. Uh, then they have the most bizarre mental breakdown ever caught on film. Oh, my God, it's amazing. It is very clearly these two actors actually losing their minds. Oh, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Again, just so real and so sad. And he's like, this is Jacob describing like the, the plight of being Christian without realizing it. Instead, he's in character. He's just like, we fight evil with invisible stuff. It's, oh, it's fucking real though. It, it's not, it's, it's working. It's God. It's going to be working. I but it's so much better because the thing is, David does the like, oh, I ratted in a cell for two years. And we're like, okay, David, good acting. And then Jacob's like, I fucking wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a fucking actor. <laughs> spent four years at NYU. Now I gotta listen to your fucking tweets. Oh, hey, have you done God's Not Dead? 
don't fucking Google. You nothing human. You I'm trying to buy a house. Human. I have no money. <laughs> no house. I want to no be an money. atheist podcaster. Like I just get fat and thin and fat and thin. I'm like God is can't decide whether or not to inflate a balloon, and you assholes can't Google what episodes we've done. Oh, I'm allowed to have emotions. I'm allowed to have emotions. <laughs> My whole notes here are just, oh, really watching Jacob have a meltdown here. Uncomfortable. And like David Ayer White is uncomfortable too. Yes. He keeps being like, cut, cut, <laughs> cut. It's like they programmed a robot to act and it's critically malfunctioning. It's so amazing. He starts to, David starts to walk away at one point. He's like, okay, I'm. Well, David I starts don't. almost crying. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's, oh my God. God is playing games with us. Fuck. <laughs> please let us make money at the box office. So, yeah. Please, please, please. Uh, and I guess what we're going for, we're supposed to see him like, this is like Jacob forgiving the shit out of people. This is like hardcore forgiveness here or something. <laughs> and it's the best at the very end of this. David A.R. White, again, just purely himself in reality. He was like, are you going to be okay? <laughs> yes. And Jacob's like, literally exact words, I'll probably break down like this again tomorrow and all the other tomorrows. I'm on a daily. I'm on a daily. These are right. regular I, meltdowns for me. I should oh. point out that the one thing that gets me through when the movies are this bad is the fact that usually Eli's already watched them. So as I'm watching them, I get to see Eli's notes. And after I got to the end of this absolutely batshit crazy monologue, I glanced down and saw one of my favorite Eli notes of all time. Would you care to share your last note, Eli? Never go full cage. <laughs> Never go full cage. <laughs> God, that captured the moment perfectly. All right. Or full steel. You guys would know that if we did fucking steel. All right. And, and now, okay. Evil HQ has fixed their technical glitch. With the sun. <laughs> I, I wanted them to just be like an astronaut floating in front of the sun. Yeah. One of those things you put on your windshield cover. Just that. <laughs> He's okay. got a little fire extinguisher. Right. We, so we turned off the solar flares. So that's yeah. good now. Honest okay. But do we have the heat seeking helicopters? <laughs> and he goes, no, they're down now because of bad weather. But and then they both literally look up at the beautiful sunny sky. Yes, like, yes. Are we both saying this? Cut. No. That's yeah. The line. He's like, "What? No." But look at the satellite. And he's like, "Well, no. That satellite image has rain, but we're we're standing right here now, outdoors." <laughs> I wanted the third guy in the scene to just be like, <laughs> "Not helping, Jerry." <laughs> <laughs> Pours water on his head. Whoa, really no. coming down out there. No, we can still see the blue. All right. So, okay. <laughs> now we have to get Doc and Richard's funeral. And basically, the eulogy is, dear Jesus, I know you've probably got some clever act three twist in mind that'll make this all make sense. So, uh, pretty sure we're good. He literally starts his eulogy with, look, I know it's not the time or the place. And I was like, please say who took my yogurt out of the fridge. I was saving that. That's not cool. <laughs> no, but instead he says it's time for us to scatter the camp. He's like, we can't be camping right where all these dead bodies are and shit. Want someone to be like, okay, well, why don't we just 
bury the bodies somewhere else <laughs> and not <laughs> move. Oh, Fuck! That would have oh, been so much God, we already, we're t- it's, dug we already dug the holes, though. And then we just watch him dig up the bodies awkwardly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got him in the lung with my shovel. This is going to be a it's mess. a lot. <laughs> so. Pull him out slow. <laughs> All right, yeah. So they now now they invite Ashton to be part of their Christian team. He's he's made it past like whatever the first layer. The actors all stand around like perpetually wowed by how awful this movie is. There's, there's another one of these like that is so real moments where like David A.R. White and Ashton are standing there going like, "Buck is going on here, right?" Literally, he's like, "Ah, this movie's weird, right?" Like. Nobody see that thing to... where Jacob freaked out? Like, that was <laughs> I'm not comfortable. That, that was one take, and we did not do a second. I was not. Mm-mm. No, no. So, <laughs> so, but apparently this is all part of the plan from the militia squad medium bad guys, right? Because they're watching this and they're like, "Aha! They're gonna leave and go to Callaway Ranch, and that's where we'll strike them." It's like, why? Why? Because we promised to fight in a barn. <laughs> Once they pass the, the latitude line below which they're on base, we can get Yes! Em. What the fuck is the plot here? They flushed them you, out to a different... They already knew where they were. Right. What does anything mean? <laughs> it's so fucking uselessly confusing. All right. So they go up, they go up to Callaway Ranch. Barns are pretty in the morning. It's like Aren't an they? intro to softcore barnyard porn. <laughs> like a like a beautiful mare steps out of a stall and he's going to fuck it, but like not actually fuck. They're both wearing cock socks. I, if that had happened, this movie would have won me back. <laughs> you mostly right only now. see tit. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So, yeah. So Jacob is barning um, and David and Ashton are putting camouflage on, on the car and forgiving each other. This is okay. I just want to walk through what happens. They're they're buddies now, right? They've forgiven each other. They're talking about how much they forgive each other. And then he's like, yeah, man, I mean, they have my wife. And he's like, give me your belt. See? Tracker. Yeah, it was. It's supposed to be this moment where David A.R. White, like, figures out, like, you know, like, uh, Ashton lets something slip and he figures out. But it doesn't make any fucking sense at all the way they because they don't have a good enough writer to actually pull that off. Or why he would think the tracker was in, like, it's the first place he looks. He's like, all right, let's check the belt for the old tracker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And then this is where Davey gets mad and slow-mo punches him. Oh, so good. <laughs> His awkward lefty punch is the best. They, they had to make a cut again. Yep. They had to edit together a punch <laughs> with, like, four. It was the best. And he, he yells, he yells, Leave or I'll kill you myself. But he gets so amped about his fake stage punch that he picks up like a thick southern accent for some for that reason. Line, like live or I'll kill myself. So <laughs> <laughs> leave or I'll look kill at myself. Him. So yes. <laughs> and also, okay, if they've got a tracker and you're already at Callaway Ranch, how would him leaving help? Right? They would just like know the place he left from and still know where you are. Anyway, okay. So, meanwhile, Jacob is still in the barn barning uh, when David runs to warn him about the tracker. Uh, this is also where Ashton's boots that you expect Mario to use to jump over spikes come into the film. Yes! Right? Because yeah. he's like, I don't just have a tracker. Look, I also have this 
gigantic cigarette lighter thing in my boot. <laughs> it's a garage door opener. It is a full-on garage yep. door opener. Yep. That's almost certainly what they what they used. Yeah. And then they let him leave. They're like, okay, well, I guess you've got to go, huh? <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Go on, get. They're throwing rocks at him. Foaming <laughs> at the mouth. All right. Okay. So now the military squad guys, no, not that military, the medium bad guys are getting ready for their strike by putting on, they were clearly going for camouflage here, right? <laughs> yeah. They're wearing camo, not of anything particularly, <laughs> but camo. It's a blend of of desert and jungle uh -huh. and clown paint. <laughs> <laughs> but the two guys are putting on two different types yeah, of, of face paint, like for different tactical jobs. Right. No, you're going to go through the jungle. I'm going to go through the desert. I'm going to be an outfielder go for a baseball game on a sunny day. Factory so. level. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're watching grown men play army for a while and really enjoy it more than is comfortable. So. All, they put on all their camo and they arm up and they're going to go to break into the barn where all of the Christians are so they can take those supplies, remember? But no one's in the barn. Or wait, no, someone is. Gl global military guys have snuck in there. And they they do the like poof, bright lights thing yeah. at them. And everyone's holding guns on each other. Yeah, okay, first of all, like how do you walk into that barn Without saying, oh, there's like four guys with lights standing in all the corners. That's interesting. Oh, right? Watch the cord. Watch the cord. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and this is where it's like, oh, Captain Jackson, the character that um, doesn't really make sense. I guess it's time for me to kill you. <laughs> so stupid, too. He gives... The like bad guy, the guy's pointing a right. He has a rifle out already. Yeah. And he just walks out into the open. Colonel Fredericks. And he's like, well, well, well. And then it's gunfire. Right. Hey, fuck you. I'm giving it I'm out. My well, well, bad well, guy speech. Obviously. As I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 if it isn't Robert, gunfire. Stop. Stop. Cut it out. Robert Jackson. Stop. Damn it. Yeah. Just shoot back. Assholes. So, <laughs> so yeah, so everybody starts shooting. Now the Christians apparently are sleeping in the field nearby. <laughs> Why? Yeah, they decided to hide out near the place they knew would get attacked <laughs> by two different groups of bad guys, and then they'd wait to hear automatic gunfire and then move again. Yeah. To be safe later, but I, not right away and be close that. to not safe. Yeah, exactly. Nothing they in the movie has a reason. They want to be medium safe. You want to be a, you want to find a nice medium safe. And I love to, when they all wake up, David Airway goes, that's automatic gunfire. It's like, what did you think they would think it was? Right. It was like Eli doing room noise or something. No, no, that's a barrel rolling down a ramp. Yeah. I didn't fart. What? <laughs> it's gunfire. It's automatic gunfire. 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 All right. So, but Davey has to go. He's like, I can't go with you guys. I have to do like a one-on-one -on -one battle thing. It's just the way the movie ends. They're like, that doesn't make any sense. He's like, I know. And, I know. and then he runs off. And then Carissa pulls out her garage door opener and she's like, by the way, in case that shot was too subtle, I'm the spy. I'm <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Which means that David A.R. White turned to the scriptwriter and he's like, Let's make my wife a secret bitch in this movie, too. Like <laughs> like she is in most of the movies that I do. 
that's his contract. Yeah. This is my wife's <laughs> the secret bitch contract. <laughs> All right. So, but Davy has gone off. Apparently, it's time for the boss fight. He's going to have to have it out with Colonel Growly voice. Oh, <laughs> and now let me save everyone some time in this fight, which is mwah, fabulous, <laughs> right? <laughs> to call this fight choreography slow motion is an insult to motion. <laughs> but also, Colonel, whatever his name is, has super strength. We're going to learn why he's a demon or inhabited by a demon or he's, something. He's Satan. He's Satan. But for, he's Satan. But for the yeah. first 20 minutes of this fight, you're just going to be like, that's not how kicks work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so David Arroway shows up in the barn uh, and Fredericks is like, David Arroway doesn't even turn around. You know, he can tell by the smell. Oh, yeah. He does the no look like Agent Riley. Yeah. So uh, good of you to come. Bad guys should always like I was talking about Jacob doing this. Bad guys should always have the spinny chair for sure. For this moment, just no matter where they are. And glasses on so they can pull them off, you know. And good guys should occasionally trick them by like backing in with their own spinny chair. Yeah. <laughs> Catch the other guy turn around. <laughs> so good of you to come. Got you. I didn't turn so, so okay, so David Arroyd says, I'm here to stop you, Colonel Crowley voice. And he's like, how do you propose to do that? And he's like, my awesome karate skills. hi <laughs> And so they get into their fight and the dialogue in the fight is great. He's like, the bad guy is like, your God is a myth punch. Your faith is a joke punch. <laughs> Atheism, Kia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And yeah, and then suddenly he has superhuman powers. He starts growling in slow motion. And we realize that, yes, Colonel Fredericks has been Satan this whole time. That's the act three twist, guys. He is the devil. He's the devil, you see. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's another great one of these moments where they get too carried away with their own analogy. Right? Because like, uh, uh, cockroach thing. yeah, yeah. He goes, you're like a cockroach. And. And David Arroyd's like, I am like a cockroach in that I was created by God. Zing. 6,000 years ago, plus like two or <laughs> 300 million. That's close. He's like, okay, you know what? I take it back. You're the, like, the next thing down from the cockroach, you fucking pedant. Okay. <laughs> also, he cheats. He like throws pocket sand in his eye. And like, it was weird to have the <laughs> hero cheat in the final yeah, fight. Right. right? <laughs> But now this is very important. So they, they start fighting and then eventually Davy realizes he goes, hey, wait, flesh and blood spirit. So he throws away like the board that he was using to whack the guy with. So what we're realizing here is that, you know, Davy could kick this guy who's three times his size his ass, but he's choosing not to because of all the Christianity. <laughs> right. <laughs> This is where uh, uh, Colonel Fredericks has to start yelling, hate me. I need you to hate me. <laughs> I'm melting. Uh, right. He raises the wood up to kill him, but then Butchin <laughs> shoots the wood out of his hand. There's a lot of but then about to happen. <laughs> oh, my God. There are so many but thens about to come. But then what? can we also talk about the jump kick? The, oh god. Oh god. Oh, that's right. We we he, I skipped. The, he he rises up like he does like like Trinity in the Matrix doing the crazy jump kick and he hovers there for a second. He kicks David R. White. And 
David Ayer White flies backwards through the air, like through several different universes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they, they cut together like 12 different backwards flying moments and they took their favorite parts and spliced it together. <laughs> he's a black guy for a second. Then he's, he's like upside down and also Chun-Li from Street Fighter <laughs> smashing through a barrel that's there all of a sudden. He should have landed next to Michael Shannon and Zod and just been like, oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, how many buildings did you go through? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah, so so he, he's he got his board. The bad guy picks it up and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And, and he's like, I'm going to go to heaven. And he's like, ooh, I'm going to really kill you now that you said the heaven thing. But again, but then Ashton shows up, shoots the board out of his hand. To which he responds, dude, I have your wife. And Ashton's like, eh, yeah, what are you going to do? He is. His whole motivation up to this point has been to save his wife. He's like, yeah, but, you know, you were going to probably kill her anyways. Like, I did say that I was probably going to I did say. Her. It's true. I did a bad job. Also, I'm a demon now. So, yeah, so I've got demon stuff, like, coming out of me and whatnot. So, okay, so now Ashton is about to shoot Fredericks, but then Jacob walks in and has to talk him out of his vengeance, right, to be more Christian. Ugh, he's the worst. It's <laughs> Classic movie climax of whiny speech. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's, he's that guy who, when you were like arguing with someone, jumps in and pretends that it's a fight. And you're like, hey, whoa, we were really just having a cut. You have escalated this situation by how emergent you're being. Yeah, no! Right. right. Yeah. But in this case, they're actually <laughs> in a gunfight. And Jacob like <laughs> distracts him from the gunfight that he's in. And he gets shot. Well, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Because, yeah, then the guy goes to shoot Jacob. Uh, uh, fucking Ashton points, pushes him out of the way, and he gets shot now. Jacob is supposed to be the good guy in this movie, right? In both of these yeah. movies, and he's responsible for all the death. Yeah, exactly. That have happened. Is he not? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and then, of course, okay. And now, just to make this super fucking weird, military guy, the black guy uh, Jackson, comes back to life to shoot Colonel Satan, who stays alive just long enough. To shoot him back. And then Ashton comes back to life. It turns out those bullets in his chest were just a, a flesh wound. I want to be there for the planning of this scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to be there that day. <laughs> that storyboard. Right. Okay, everyone. Today is the big day of the final fight scene. So just to be clear, David... You fight with Monty, and then just as he's about to kill you, Kevin shoots the wood out of his hand. Okay, got it. No, nope. so cool. let me finish. Let me finish. So then, Kevin, you're about to shoot Monty, but Brad steps in and stops you. Oh, okay. No, okay. Not done. Let me finish. Right. But then Monty shoots Kevin, and you turn to shoot David, but at the last minute, Christopher shoots him with the machine gun and saves him. Okay. But Got but it. then <sighs> but then Monty wakes up again and shoots Christopher. Okay, Jesus, is that it? It's getting yes, right. Or is it? Um, is it though? Because yeah. we gotta yeah. do that yeah. to tell us. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Just so, kidding. Just I, kidding. Monty's not dead at all. <sighs> Damn it! So much. And that is literally how this movie ends. All of Credits. that shit. Like, as I was reading through the fucking uh, skits and shit, I'm like, no, that he's literally just describing the end of this goddamn movie. 
So yeah, so they 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 go out, they walk off, and, and talking about the weather again because this movie is unaware that it's self aware of how bad it is. And then we have to, of course, zoom in on Colonel Satan's face so he can wake up and go. He might as well wake up and go. Part three, motherfuckers. <laughs> GoFundMe.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. That whole ending had a feeling of desperate rewrite to it, if you ask me. So to close things off, I want you guys to speculate a bit. What do you think was the original twist ending that they rejected? Oh, uh, Jacob plugs his nose and breathes out real hard and his Jew horns shoot out of the top of his head and kill Kerner Fredericks. They just pop right in the heart. There's a Jew, Jew horns rewrite. Yeah, exactly. And then the editor's like, I'm not doing this, man. I'm not doing this. My mom's Jewish. Uh, I was thinking the entire plot of the Butter Battle book by Dr. Seuss, just like another 90 minutes of escalating silly weapons. God, those both would have been so much better. All right, well, that's going to do it for our review of The Moan After 2, The Awakening, but that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to lube the tube for next week. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? My daddy is in heaven. Oh, for fucks. That sounds fun. Someone sent me a picture of this case at Walmart, and I was like, must do. <laughs> Anything that unsubtle belongs on our show. Yeah. I would say so. All right. Well, with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 144 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors to help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed, and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club Club. David A.R. White really wants to make part three, but that barn became a spawning site for Call of Duty, and the final scene from part two is actually still gone. <laughs> <laughs> Makes so much more sense. The last thought in Doc's head was, at least I don't have to listen to white people sing gospel anymore. We are selling out of our tickets for the Chicago live show quickly. You should buy them in the show notes. See? Different, for a different program. Reminded them. Ah. David Harewell. Sorry, he should have already done this. Can I get a sound check from you? Sure, let's check my sound. Let's also announce, let's also announce that I'd like my Pulitzer Prize or whatever the fuck because I beat your Pulitzer Prize winning mom at Scrabble. First try. I know. She was so <laughs> sad. I was, I was like, so how's it going with Ethan? She was like, he won. He's really good. And I was like, really? Your one job. You're one. He's dead to me. I told her she's dead to me. She has one job. <laughs> The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.